0: I don't think consumers differentiate between 85, 95 and 90. People only differentiate between 0 and
1: 100. At the top, there's only room for one, right?
0: I believe in India, 80% of celebrity usage in advertising that I see is not thoughtful. Creating is easy. What to create is a million-dollar question.
2: You're listening to Marketing with Bani, in which I speak to marketing gurus. Together we decode how marketing works in the real world to grow your business.
1: Everyone has heard about the new normal. But for people in marketing, what does the new normal look like? What are the ways in which customer behavior has changed? How does buying happen post-pandemic? Vani Gupta talks to Bhaskar Ramesh to decode trends that every marketer and D2C founder must know. Bhaskar is the director of Google's omnichannel business in India and he has spent more than a decade with the search engine giant, giving him a unique insight into how consumer behavior has evolved. Prior to Google, Bhaskar has worked with some of the best brands in India, like Reliance Broadcast, Marico and Godrej. Listen on for some fascinating insights into the new normal. So
2: what are the consumer trends that you're
0: seeing and what do you think are here to stay? The key trend that I see is that the last two years, the changes in consumer behavior and particularly on retail transformation, a lot of these trends are going to stick. And at the same time, some of them are going to accelerate a lot. Firstly, people used to come to internet to understand, hey, what to buy. They used to research mm-hmm. online in order to purchase anything that they want to, etc., but during the pandemic, the fundamental change that shoppers have seen is that they are not coming to digital not for what to buy, but also where to buy. But uh,
2: also where to buy.
0: Exactly. It's not just... Where to one.
2: buy, right. What and where it? to buy will mean where to buy in the physical space?
0: Yeah. Is there a store near me? Uh, Correct. Or if you're looking at a particular refrigerator, is it at a chroma near me of sorts, right? And then so that you can go more informed whether the culmination of the purchase happens offline or online, the research is definitely shopping online for majority of the shoppers today. And that's a half a billion users overall. And I think clearly around, depending on the sector, 100 to 200 million shoppers everywhere, right? So that's one. Second thing is what we have seen from our insights is that Uh, D2C brands have actually like risen by almost like 500% in 2021. And there has been almost uh, 67% of users tried a brand they have never used before.
1: Wow.
2: Okay. In the last two years, you're saying?
0: Yeah. In in 2021, if you look at it, the research suggests that there is a lot of propensity to try new brands for the first time. So, if you've seen almost 500, 600 plus brands have been launched in D2C space in almost every conceivable sector. So because the more and more users are now willing to kind of explore and discover new brands and also give it a shot. Yeah, it made it easier. And uh, uh, people have been reviewing a lot more online and also they have been using digital wallets uh, a lot more frequently for online and offline purchases. So P2P transactions on UPI and P2M transactions on UPI, I think if you've seen those numbers, on an average, I think it looks like Indians are actually spending almost a thousand rupees at a retail outlet on an average, right? People who are on using UPI. So it's been a big shift that way. So Fabulous. one is people are looking at when they're searching and when they're looking for products, they're looking for what, not just what to buy, but where to buy. And the second thing is the rise of D2C. And the third thing is the rise of payments, infrastructure, and em- adoption. Fabulous. Uh, and- and if i can add one or two more points here it's really like the first party data uh, has become a fuel for a lot of customers be it they're digitally native or they are uh, offline users and their ability to use the customer data has also been a big trigger in making the omni experience uh, better so your channel Mm -hmm. uh, your customers have actually become your best marketing channel right in today's day and age Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, the whole rise and rise of video whether it is in short form, or whether it is in creator commerce. So it has become a very critical part to engage the next generation of users. So those are the three, four things that I think will shape retail fundamentally the way we know it. I think omni channel commerce opportunity is 10 times larger than even the e commerce opportunity. And that uh, is going to be a yeah, permanent change.
2: Fabulous. So you've talked about actually some very big themes Bhaskar, you're saying one is forced to look for everything online, even the offline research is being done online. That's number one. Second, you spoke about how consumers are discovering new brands. And in the last one year or so, you're seeing a lot of trials for new brands more than ever before enabled by online. Talk to me a little about this as well, please. Is this this primarily e-commerce marketplaces because they're simply looking to shop online because it's convenient to shop online? Or is it really puristically D2C where consumers are ordering from brands' websites or a combination of the two?
0: See, today, see, fundamentally, the whole premise of D2C is that yes. there is an ability for a brand to engage directly with the consumer, right? And there is a proposition, there is a product that works, and there is an ability for the brand to deliver the promise. Yeah? Correct. Now, whether percentage, what percentage of sales of the D2C comes from marketplace, what percentage from the brand.com, what percentage from offline? As an on aggregate, we it's a, it's a continuum. It's a, it depends on the maturity of the, of the D2C. Right. Even for, right. uh, the biggest of d2c success stories like uh, a mama earth or a uh, uh, or a wow or sugar cosmetics if you look at it like the percentage of marketplace and brand.com and then and their really next big focus is actually like offline right sugar stores yeah. uh so it progresses
2: from marketplaces to the own website and to offline no, but, and then finally no, puristically
0: the the yeah the journey begins either on brand.com yeah. Or on marketplaces, depending upon the nature of the category and industry. Like a Boat and WoW uh, uh, started on marketplaces, right? But MamaEarth mm-hmm. uh, started on potentially like brand.com and then expanded across the board. And then now mm-hmm. to offline. So the thesis is that, hey, D2C is anything which any brand or product in a, in a category, which is ability to kind of deliver directly to con- and engage and deliver and sell to consumers directly. The channel could be different.
2: Right, right. Perfect. Then the third one you spoke about was the rise of digital payments. And I know you have some startling statistics over here on digital payments. Where I remember Bhaskar, I don't know if we can even pull this out, this statistic. You've quoted it somewhere. I remember in one of the earlier panel discussions where you've talked about the percentage increase in the number of UPI payments. or increase in the number of UPI uh, users.
0: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, what I generally quote is this in march upi touched 5 billion transactions a month for the first time yeah 5 billion transactions a month the firstly march of yeah. this
2: march 2022, 2022. yeah,
0: you're yeah. so I, i'll tell you the pace and, and and so upi crossed the first 1 billion transactions for the first time in october 2019 and it okay. took almost 3 years after its launch in 2016 right so 3 years for first 1 billion and okay. the next billion came under a year yeah Wow. and and the next billion came in under 10 months okay and then only three months to reach four billion and now it took another potentially three months three four months to reach the five billion mark so that's the people are actually like uh, leveraging upi in a big way and the assessment is that india will touch a billion transactions a day very in the near future so wow and a lot of these transactions are not just peer to peer, but from Bhaskar to Wani something. But it is actually like peer to merchants as well, right? And that also is a that all of us can see that uh, what's happening outside, whether you are picking up a chai or or anything at all.
2: That's huge. That's a radical shift in consumer behavior, and this will obviously lead to. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a circle both fuel the i mean it it fuels consumer behavior fuels what manufacturers do or what enterprises would do and equally what enterprises can offer would further fuel consumer behavior but this is uh, this only underlines the importance of being omnichannel even more because if the consumer is willing to transact digitally and one is not available digitally or is not allowing for discoverability offline, then there is a potential loss in business.
0: Two fundamental issues issues in today's commerce. Discoverability. Right. It has to be. And second thing is friction. What do you mean by friction? Friction of buying it, uh, the the whole user journey. Hey, some websites are so clunky. It's not
2: convenient enough. It's slow to load. I'm not able to find what I'm looking for.
0: Payments and I think if you can make it seamless, that's a it just makes a huge difference. And we see that increasingly more and more brands are actually building, even if they are offline brands, like a Samsung, like Dell or Lenovo or HP or Unilevers of the world are building D two C capabilities, mm. um, I think, and significant scale, right? Whether it is in mm. apparel marketplace, uh, apparel and mm. apparel stuff, etc., like Louis Philippe or, and stuff. And then a lot of these car dealerships and all the people who had dealer network was very popular. They're actually getting their dealers online, making their dealers discoverable, you Great. know, brands discoverable and uh, even stores discoverable online and ability to drive walk-ins and footfalls to these stores and being able to measure a complete omni-channel experience. And, mm. uh, and yeah, and I think every so SMB is now we're looking at a lot of government interventions like ONDC which are which are really trying to democratize e-commerce, even for the, all the SMBs with some lavish goals to kind of get them plugged into the whole commerce ecosystem in an open way.
2: Wow. So I think that ONDC bit is a huge subject in itself and what that will allow, what that will open up. But it's interesting what you also spoke about In these metrics of discoverability and friction and the fact that omnichannel is being fueled by digital payments ability is also the fact that now there is the opportunity to do a lot more analytics because now one can also figure what the consumer journey has been. Ideally, one should be able to track where did I first get discovered? Then what was the consumer journey like? Where were the friction points? And what was the time lag that it took for the consumer to actually land at my outlet or to get to the checkout in the online? And if she dropped off, then at what point did she drop off and why? I'm assuming that the analytics over here would be a lot more sophisticated now.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I re- we recently done something at Google called Forrester research on omni-channel behavior of users and implications for businesses. Statistics have emerged there. Hmm. 93% of users today yeah, hmm. have moved to embrace omni-channel journeys, no matter what they are buying. Wow. And only 40% of businesses are right. offering omni-channel experience. So, Omnichannel, which was a almost like a differentiator, right, for customers, no right. uh, more a customer differentiator, but is actually a consumer expectation. So 9 out of 10 users expect an Omnichannel experience. Omnichannel
2: and only 4 on out of 10, 10 are actually available. In- 4
0: out of 10 are even providing in some have semblance of Omnichannel. Wow. And less than 20% of customers actually claimed that they have advanced data capabilities and infrastructure to be able to deliver the promise.
2: So wow. That's
0: gap between
2: Huge gap. So the consumer what... is far ahead of what enterprises are able to
1: offer. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And who gains more market share or who rapidly scales up is all a function of how smooth you can make this entire omnichannel cycle in terms of being discoverable, reducing friction, as you said, and making sure you're able to track the consumer and help her convert from research to eventual conversion, right? Yeah.
0: So, so yeah, exactly. When somebody is looking for, hey, is this bank open or is this shop open? And mm-hmm. if your tins or uh, shop open timings or reviews or they are not updated, it's a huge issue. If mm-hmm. for the price on your website versus price on your marketplace, price on your um, offline store, what the what these guys are actually offering is all different, then it, mm-hmm. it also adds to the friction. So mm-hmm. that I think is the fundamental difference between multi-channel and omni-channel. Multi-channel is that hey, I have this e com team; they are figuring out how to maximize sales from e com and, and make it beendle prop- possible. If you're or I'm working with marketplaces, like how do I deliver it better? I have another the, whatever offline team, GT team, MT team, etc. Now, but how do all of them tie together?
2: Yeah,
0: and and that is a beautiful seamless omni-channel experience and that's where the gap is between a consumer expectation and the customer reality
2: fantastic this is a great point you brought out about the difference between multi-channel and omni-channel this is not sufficiently spoken about and i think a lot of organizations are still struggling to understand this because i know even from my own experience although that might be dated now with pepsi four years back but you're absolutely right. We used to look at these as separate channels. The PL would be separate, the price points would be separate, the packs, the pack price architecture would was separate, and there wasn't sufficient understanding or recognition of the fact that the consumer is seamlessly traveling between the online and the offline worlds and would expect the same brand experience. And uh, like you said, the same packs, the same price points, the same. And then managing the PNL over here also has implications because then that means that for a for an enterprise you can't look at PNL's by verticals. You have to look at the overall consumer lifecycle and evaluate what the CAC and ROI is.
0: Yeah. So in fact, in the same study, now I was just looking at it, 60% people said that the that they often got conflicting information at different touch points and sources. 60% people. Wow. Nine on 10 expect and only 40% provide. And out of that 40%, 60% people experience that the inf- information is conflicting.
2: Wow. And that can be terrible to eroding trust. I mean, it, you may be a big brand, you may have everything right. But just this bit can, can significantly erode trust, right? It's a huge topic in itself and I talk about this very passionately which is about how do you build a consistent brand experience online and offline? And I think there are a few brands that have stood out really well during COVID. I take the example of Tanishq many times on how jewelry buying went online. And they were able to replicate the consumer experience in an in a store, in a jewelry buying store, because you do it's a big it's a high involvement decision. And you walk into a store to buy jewelry. And there are so many dynamics at play over there. How would you replicate that in the online world requires deep consumer understanding. And I think pricing is just one aspect, but it's a huge subject in itself where I think we have a substantial way to go in learning.
0: Yeah, no. I think what great brands do, and I've shared examples, and you've taken Tanishq as an example, is that first, the most important thing is to building an online presence and continuously iterating it to be more customer centric over a period of time. Right, overall. The second big thing is that again, from moving away from channel centricity to more being obsessed with and being more true to your customer centricity and not channel centricity, and build your experiences together in the same way. And third thing is, it's really important to look at full funnel journeys, right? Not that, hey, I'll do a little bit of off, uh, upper funnel and hope I'll drive awareness consideration through this and full funnel. Yeah. And then I just only do bottom funnel marketing to right. convert on digital. But the fact is, today with 500 million users, digital today is can offer a full funnel and Progressive marketers are actually like investing in it and looking at it for growth, and rather than silos. So you have to invest mm-hmm. in tools and technology to enable that, and mm-hmm. you, and omni-channel measurement is also has to be more holistic than again in silos.
2: Fantastic. Hmm. Then tell me about yes, you talked about video commerce. Yes, you talked about video commerce. Tell me this, by the way, quick commerce is big time in the news right now because of this Blinkit, Blinkit acquisition by Zomato. Where do you see quick commerce going? We'll come to video commerce separately because there are all kinds, This quick commerce, video commerce, live commerce, virtual commerce, all of these terms that have suddenly become part of regular vocabulary for all of us marketers and the businesses at large. But let's specifically talk about quick commerce. And how, of course, quick commerce has been enabled only by the fact that the consumer can shop online. The fact that today, even our mental wiring is changing as consumers.
0: First of all, that video is the most persuasive form of communication. Yeah. Now, and India is a video first country. Yeah. Now, so currently, the video model, which actually has like this hundreds and thousands and of creators with millions or 10 millions of followers and channels with 20 million subscribers and it's a, just like this incredible scale right so majority of this creator centric model was driven by advertising led right award so top mm-hmm. creators big channels large audiences right.
1: Right.
0: Uh, model. but youtube actually what
2: is the word you use a word what does that a-ward.
0: mean see it is actually advertiser video on demand right okay video on okay. Demand models. okay yeah it's what is subscription driven video on demand models right so okay. the netflix is of the world this hot star disney hot stars of the world and so on and so forth amazon prime video etc cool so the question is that the but what is changing is that earlier you were able to make money from youtube only as a through the award models you increase your reach of your channel subscribers watch time and advertisers advertise based on their requirements and you get an x percentage share of that revenue mm-hmm. today a youtube creator can make money in 10 other ways uh, through memberships wow. through sub uh, through so there is a i think recently we also announced we're going to be uh, looking into nfts and how do we kind of really and that that powers an entire creator economy so should, mm-hmm. even if you are like a um, 10 000 subscriber creator but a very influential subscriber to be able to influence a certain purchase kind of a thing it just makes a huge difference going forward mm. Mm. and in china live commerce right where this uh, as people consume video voraciously right and people who are influencers coming live and launching brands live or cosmetics and makeup live is a huge phenomena in china i think there's this entire story on this lipstick king who sold out billions of dollars in the first few hours of, of singles day so live commerce oh. has not even hit india at scale so yeah. it's it's another big thing that that is going to come up so along so india has amazing creators who are producing content in different genres across the board and they have a very loyal following right yeah and there if you and un- when when you have infrastructure which can unleash this opportunity right for creators to to kind of influence purchase to their audiences at scale it just opens up a massive economy and there are a few models that have that are, that are under works but i see that to be a, a large opportunity and it will grow much faster than the regular ecom going forward
2: yeah no the beauty about live commerce also is the fact that here is a real human being who's also educating me giving me more ideas inspiring me on what else i can do with this product so if i were to just see a static product on an e-com marketplace then i'm left to my own devices in the sense yeah, there might be a pre-recorded video but by and large there's no scope for interaction i can't ask another human being how else can i use this but my cupboard looks like this or my needs are this or my skin is this or this doesn't look good on me blah blah but with live commerce I guess, and particularly looking at the, the huge tier 2, tier 3 potential that this presents for India. Because, um, language. Uh, language, exactly. Can't read, may not be able to read, may not be able to write or type, but I can certainly speak. So, uh, and especially if there was someone across on the screen who doesn't look very threatening or intimidating... And can speak my language feels like this could be one of me, and I'm happy to ask questions. So then that opens up uh,
1: no,
0: potential. potential. What ask else? Ask anybody. A majority of all this buzz around e-commerce is uh, from the people you, you and me who who are very comfortable in English, right? So, but everybody in India shops something, right? Right. and grocery, which is the highest penetration, is the most exciting category within e-commerce, right? So that means everybody is a consumer. And all these consumers and potential shoppers want to shop in their language. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And video is that medium. And we uh, still
2: don't have uh, enough content in uh, vernacular, particularly in video. Still in video. A
0: part vernacular, but in video, not on the, the text first internet that, that all of us are familiar with. And we uh, built e-commerce wrap around it. So there mm-hmm. is a uh, that's the whole point. Like, First, live has its own value. Right. there is an opportunity to combine gamification live commerce and shop, so-called trend of shoppertainment and shopping mixed with Yeah, shoppertainment shop
2: very nice yeah.
0: wow I think all these things are big possibilities in the video space and I think we are <coughs> we are really in the very 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 early stages of unlocking the full power of creators so for mm. creators who are doing their job brands are creating audiences and you watch time and brands are doing their job by advertising on creators channels uh, mm. and less than Hardly less than one percent or two percent creators are are doing some sort of a branded content. But imagine the power of them coming together. It's a massive way to unlock. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I'm
2: just thinking about Pavan Sarda of Big Bazaar had spoken about how in smaller towns, going to a big bazaar outlet is actually a massive. It's a it's 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 a big event. You get ready. You put on your heels you put on your jewelry and makeup and you're going to a big bazaar because it's an event i'm going to be shopping the whole family is out and it's a planned event i'm just thinking in the new online world imagine if that could be replicated on a screen where i'm getting ready and sitting in front of the screen ready to shop because this is a live commerce exchange I'm going to be meeting someone, I'm going to be meeting Bhaskar and Bhaskar is going to be teaching me how I can tie my tie or, or look yeah, so smart be office. Office. Be ready. Huh? <laughs> or be camera ready, <laughs> yeah. Not being... Do you think we can talk more about the analytics? Because that would be of tremendous value to the founder community. Because everybody yeah, yeah. is no, everybody recognizes be... the importance.
0: No, I think you can. we can touch upon. See, I think... If you broadly look at it from a why what and how perspective right, uh, right. Why Omnichannel, i think we covered a little bit of that what to do in omni channel like the why could include that whole 93 it's become a consumer expectation right not yes. not really just like a differential strategy and second thing is that only 40 percent people are ready so i'm sure 60 everybody will be in the 60 percent including nika is not omni channel yet they just announced it everybody is announcing it everybody wants to be omni channel because of the same reason Because they have just exhausted the initial set of buyers which are there and now they have to kind of really extend the what in terms of what we spoke about like hey what are the key things to kind of really solve for and in terms of the how like we can just look at okay, what is the first thing that people should do to enable themselves ready so first if you have your you should you should be available on say platforms like search with google my business pages updated like right. then you should your product should be available on and it is free listing right on google shopping and also you should you should be discoverable on that at, at, uh, very quickly right and then you should be using products like local inventory ads which are which actually like so for local inventory ads are like oh, so if i need to buy this shirt mm-hmm. and the shirt is available at a nearby the galleria malls this shop right i would know and you have an ability to kind of just advertise to me with that unit for that shop actually. It's a very big, it's a very new thing that we have done or ability to drive people to drive footfalls into their dealers and shops, which is called local campaigns. So I think once you have your uh, the the footprint, right, need to be need to be like decoded. See folks, so ads and are uh, secondary, right? What to advertise and how much to advertise is secondary. But you should be discoverable to begin with. Your stores need to be discoverable. Your inventory right. need to be discoverable. Your, all your regular campaigns should actually be driving an action, whether driving person into the store or driving right. person to a, a, a make discovery into a local inventory that is available, or culminating that shopping online. So you should give those options to the user in almost mm. every impression and interaction that you, that, that you are doing. And if mm. you're a very big brand offline player, you have to build the D2C capabilities in a big way, mm-hmm. instead of relying 100% on marketplaces, because for no other reason, profitability is the important reason to do that. Right. obvious one, profitable. Yeah. But second thing is data. I think in a privacy first in, internet going forward, the more first party that you have, you can engage your customers more deeply and delegating the, your customers to marketplaces would mean like less and less data for you. Absolutely. So you Absolutely. Your like store, store versus rented store, you should have very big uh, clear on that. Which is why, whether you look at, as I said, Samsung's to Xiaomi's to Dell to Unilever, to all of them are having a very strong first party strategy for the same reason. No,
2: that's fantastic. And I would add a third one. the so first you said was profitability, of course. The second is first party data. And the third one I would add is building a brand over a period of time. You don't want to be a commodity on a marketplace because on a marketplace, you only look for a product. You never look for a brand. You go to Amazon or Flipkart looking for,
0: I don't know. See, you work Uh, with a lot of D2Cs, now, Vani? Correct. You work
2: with
0: a lot of D2Cs, right?
2: And it's their number one ask. All of the D2C conversations are all about how do I create a brand because I want consumer traffic to come to me as a brand.
0: (laughs) Correct. So I'll tell you what what is happening in D2C. (laughs) Again, from my lens that earlier, Levers of the world did not care about marketplaces and they were absent. Hmm. Right? Now that created a vacuum and they have got some critical audiences. So, wow. right. now those brands gained some traction and then they ex- extended it. Now, the traditional brands have woken up.
1: Okay?
0: And woken right. up and then said, oh my God, like why this, why should my market share on, why should the number one brand on Amazon be WoW, right? It should be me. So, in some money and to me, it's another channel. Throw us a BTL money dal denge wape. I don't know if I want to be quoted for it or not. But I feel they're doing some sort of a pest control. So madlab, thoda dal do. just keep everybody away. 5% doesn't matter for me. But that'll that'll literally screw up chances for hundreds of brands who are trying to get some place and some first two, three crores and stuff like that. Because Every sub category, niche category, where only three to four brands used to be there, now any brand manager with three years of experience have started a niche. Right now, it's all fully crowded. Right now, hundred
1: so, percent. I mean, anyway
2: and, I mean, it's become so fashionable now to say. Bhi brand shuru kari hai. I have a whole lot of Pepsi, uh, no, RD kids.
0: They they don't have shelf space on Amazon's and etc. anymore. Right, and even if it is there, it is too expensive. So, your only bet right now, earlier people used to build their brands on Amazon's Flipkarts and their some brand.coms and stroke your Instagram and then come to Google and YouTube for scale, right? Uh, Or TV for scale, right? Right. Today, that space is exhausted. Every $1 I'll spend $1 or $2, etc. That space is all like maxed out. So, now I fundamentally feel that. Building familiarity, right? That mental availability right at the beginning. So get to a 25% spawn or a tom very quickly. And that is possible today with such a large internet reach and great communication. So build that familiarity and building that brand upfront and not, by the way, is the next model for the next Mama Earth. Otherwise, as you saw, right? Like all all these beardos and ustras, they are all stuck at 30, 40 crores can be actually written off as a not so successful over time Mm -hmm. so i think the unfamiliar brands familiar brands unfamiliar brands roi first approach through marketplaces was the earlier model but bringing familiarity up front and building scale and you're ramping up on brand.com and brand is the next leap
2: which actually applies both ways like you said baskar the unilevers of the world are waking up and Because actually, this model of, of availability, mental and physical availability, is not just about advertising shitloads on TV, making sure that I'm a brand being talked about for some fancy film where I've shocked the consumer or entertained the consumer, got her to laugh, and then expect her to remember me, come to the shop, find me in the shop, because I've got prime front shelf visibility and more facings than any other competitor and I'm getting the consumer to buy. It's a lot more than that because the consumer behavior has changed. Now the consumer is discovering online, she's shopping online, which means that anyone who can be equally available or more available, both mentally and physically in the online and the offline world and create that seamless experience can in fact bring down the hegemony of the likes of a Unilever and Colgate and whoever else.
0: Correct but I think the definition of mental and physical availability in a digital first way need to be expanded
2: to to
0: include digital in both of these aspects. So from a mental level.
2: Creating awareness, creating consideration and being able to shop.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying from mental availability, it is not just television-driven 30-second IPL Correct. Driving Correct. Correct. Up incrementally, Correct. but it is actually being seen on digital platforms consistently mm-hmm. always on to a certain core of audiences, uh, it is mm-hmm. that. And physical availability is not being available on marketplaces or in store, but is actually being available on online and your being your stores and your products and your yeah. dot uh, uh, available online. So it's a very and I think where traditional marketers are stuck in the say T V first thinking of these models and the new guys are stuck in the extreme end of like I will use yes. digital as an advocate. combination of that is also is only
2: yes but i think there's recognition now both ways because i see a lot of online first founders now talking about the value of going offline not just in terms of physical product availability but also in terms of using the more traditional models of advertising realizing that's necessary in order to get scale and equally like you said lots of Old world traditional big companies, big FMCG, blue chip FMCGs are now setting up this founder startup cell, so to speak, an entrepreneurship cell within their organizations to launch and integrate their current brands in the online world so that they're at an equal footing.
0: Yeah, but, I that, that's
2: normal, the, that's but
0: uh, yeah. just acquiring now nah? they, they're just acquiring some of them and trying to yeah. it's almost a version of delegating digital to a, the newest brand manager of sorts so it's it, they're still not serious I feel but they are yeah. creating a flank and some sort of a learning agenda rather than like going all in but yeah. but I think as I said the user is looking for new brands new spaces willing to try but scalability, is coverability is a challenge from a a user point of view and scalability is a challenge from the D2C's point of view. Yes. Uh, You don't change their methods.
2: Very nice. So uh, the other thing, Bhaskar, which might be a little controversial is this bit about... The value of the small screen versus the large screen, because it's always, It's always said that, yes, you must be discoverable. Yes, the consumer's journey is seamless. She doesn't recall, for example, people ask, how will I measure the ROI? Now, in the online world, you still have analytics, But the fact is that as consumers, as people, we might have interacted with the brand or seen the brand in various ways in so many different touch points. And then the brain makes some calculated decision and decides that I want to buy this brand. It's not about this ad in this medium is leading to this purchase. That's never the case, actually. But it's said that the equity is also a function of just the size of the screen. In the sense, if I'm available, if I'm seen on a big hoarding, I'm seen on TV. I'm considered to be a big brand. A lot of the founders I speak with are rushing to get on to TV. You know, the moment they land funding, let's do an IPL campaign. Even if I can afford only IPL digitally, can IPL if I can TV a TV ad banner. in order to really show to the entire world, it's like a chest-thumping exercise. Let me show. I also...
0: You're, you're, I'm
2: also someone...
0: No, it's exactly <laughs> what you said. Just something he says Because, see, I, I think those are all misconceptions and rule of the thumbs and shortcuts. And brands are not built on shortcuts. So, but I agree with you. What I agree with you is that you need some tactility, right? A hoarding does a different job in a different yeah. way. A television does in a different way. And then the theater, captive theater audience does in a different way of sorts. But I think brands are built by being present at least always on in a few mediums consistently rather than Uh, just being present on just look at IPL there's a 33 percent decline in viewership and that's the most premium property that India has ever has Uh, going for the highest drive. and and if if you look at it television advertising it's not advertising that delivers right it is that mass reach right that deliver will get some familiarity for the brand and that familiarity always helps brands deliver better conversions and all that so, but that cycle instead of a burst, right? You can do it in a different way. So, I would recommend in general, right, for uh, for these brands, get to a certain level of awareness fast. If you are uh, if you are launched your brand only in one state, like a Tamil Nadu or something, if television uh, works fast there, just do a great job with TV and digital, right? If the and then get to a certain level of awareness fast, and then of course do thorough job of uh, threshold on uh, lower funnel, but do a good job yeah, yeah. on. TV and digital consistently over time, right? To build that brand.
1: Yeah.
0: If you are uh, only metro centric audiences, you don't want to spill our audiences, right? Like, so you do a combination of maybe uh, two mediums, outdoor and, uh, and yeah, digital yeah. Yeah. or print and digital. So just take two mediums and, or or if, even if you're a niche brand at an all India level, right? Uh, you can today connected TV, number of people watching YouTube on TV screens, are 55 yeah. million. Wow. And, and if you do a basic math, top 10% of the households contribute to almost 40% of CPG, CPG sales. So 10% of households are give or take 20, 25 million, right? So you literally have all of them. Let's assume two Correct. adults per household. So if i a premium people, product and I'm looking to the big
2: Correct. Then I yes. can actually even look at a. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, we used to evaluate at that time, I remember. And even now, recently, we evaluate, what do you call that? A high definition. HD Yeah. HD. HD TV plans versus SD. And yeah, I mean, just... A, you can now just... target.
0: See, the thing is that the, you can... And I think whether it is YouTube or any award, right? People are watching mm-hmm. content on big screens. That is a mm-hmm. new reality. So, as long, if something is wrong, it's wrong with your communication. The platforms are there. Mm-hmm all the mediums yeah. there is a yeah. very there's digital outdoor which is available a lot more yes. there is this connected tv which is on ott and youtube on big screens in a big way and if not you can use at least combination of two mediums but one of the two mediums have to be digital and ideally video sense. and we see that if you do a, if you optimize digital at four plus at a minimum it's a right, mm. uh, the right brand lift significantly goes up But don't do. And four
2: plus is actually good even for TV. You know what you just said—that there are these thumb rules which have been established for TV over a period of time.
0: Uh, But then the leftovers were given to digital, and expect digital to deliver ROI efficient from day one. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen, right? Because Mm -hmm. ROI efficient platforms, say like Insta or uh, for unfamiliar brands, just max out after a certain period. Those initial Mm -hmm. set of high frequency users who are willing to try i think mean, you will max out very quickly after they, they those will never scale hmm so you should you can yeah. so it's very important uh, and hence to build to no
2: but that you. you know the founders verbalize even for performance marketing you all the time you hear this question on how performance marketing has hit a ceiling i'm not able to understand why i'm not able to get increased number of uh, footfalls it's not delivering any more for me with performance marketing because they are
0: not investing in 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 upper funnel Enough. Mm. Correct.
2: Correct. Brand
0: enough.
2: Correct. Because Correct.
0: branding is like the lubricant, right? It just makes your entire car run smoothly. So it improves Correct. performance at every level. Correct.
2: But Correct. you
0: can't do this one IPL and my brand has to be built and you get in, get out. But there are ways and means to build brands more consistently of sorts. Yeah.
1: This episode was brought to you by Cherry Peach Plum. Vani and her team of marketeers and problem solvers at Cherry Peach Plum help businesses solve a wide range of growth challenges by utilizing proven marketing playbooks. Get in touch with us via cherrypeachplum.in if you want to take your brand to the next level. I hope you liked my show. And if you did, please do consider
2: subscribing. I also have a YouTube channel by the same name, Marketing by Vani. Please do check that out too. Thank you. (laughs) How badly could she screw up one line? (laughs) Okay. So I did screw up. My YouTube channel is called Marketing with Vani, the same name as this podcast.